the Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Episode 121 of the Drive-By Podcast. What's going on, Freeway Frank? Hope you're doing all right. Couple of days passed since my last podcast. More stupidity. More stuff going on around the world. Look, I'm trying to keep it as positive as possible by laughing at it, by ridiculing, by mocking it. Because we have passed, in my opinion, I wrote to a friend of mine the other day, the point of no return. The planet, the world is teetering. Yep, it's like you're back and forth on a teeter-totter, right? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But now, you're supposed to go back and forth. One person pushes up, then the person goes down. You remember when you were a kid, but now it's it's stuck up there. <laughs> Things are not coming back down. Things are in the air. And the world is more bizarre than ever. With every single thing I'm going to mention on this podcast today. The conclusion will be we are in special times. That's right. Just times that make no no sense anymore. And the only thing you could attribute this to, this ridiculousness, this lunacy, all this stuff, is one thing, social media. I'm convinced that all this stuff would have been around, now that I look back on it, 10, 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I think it would have been around because I think what social media did to this generation and to all of us for that matter, because we've all been affected, doesn't matter what generation you belong to. I know boomers and uh, Generation X and, you know, that are on TikTok as well. It's they've, they've hijacked our brains, all our brains, and we can't think properly anymore. So imagine if social media was around back in the day then all these things would have been exposed, I think, earlier. I think people have been stupid for a long time. This is not something new. Uh, Social media showcases it. But that's where we are today. That's why we see all this stuff. But I bet you people were criticizing back then as well. Not I bet you. People have always been judgmental. People have always criticized. It's just that, that now you see the comments, right? You see them come up and then you realize it even more. You see it before your, your very eyes and you're like, oh, yeah. People are just out of control, ridiculous right now. And they could do no wrong. You know, people are perfect, of course. Let me, let me start this by saying I'm no perfect human being. I don't think that. When I go on my rants or when I'm chatting or having a conversation with a guest, whatever it is I'm doing, positive or negative. Hey, I'm not always positive. I try to be positive. Sometimes I'm going to be negative. Hard to always be happy and put up a bullshit smile in front when, you know, things bother you. And as you get older, less bothers you in terms of, you know, things that you used to look at as that, that was pretty grave. Um, now you look at it and say that that's nothing. That's nothing compared to some of the more serious shit in life and hands that people have been dealt and things that they're facing now with illness, mental health, whatever. Right. So let's begin with Kerry Price, Golder of the Montreal Canadiens. Kerry Price went fifth overall back in 2005. So the Canadians had the fifth pick in the NHL draft yesterday. So I would imagine that's why they chose Kerry to announce the draft pick. 
Now, when one of the Canadian hopefuls went to another team, I'm sure as they were coming up, they, they had the pick. They knew if this person goes, this person is not available, this is the person that is going to go next. But I bet you, because Kerry came up, he was the person who made the announcement. I bet you they gave him no paper. They gave him nothing. Right? They just assumed he was going to remember within the couple of seconds that he was told this is the person. And when you get up and you're speaking in front of people, I'm sure everyone has done public speaking at some point. Most people hate it. People have a fear of public speaking. It is not easy. Take it from somebody who has been in broadcasting for three decades. It's not easy. Even somebody who considers themselves pro, I've done this a million times. I've turned on microphones my entire adult life. You're going to screw up. You're going to screw up names. And names are easy to screw up. You're going to forget things. Sometimes you're going to freeze up out of nowhere. You're going to go completely blank. Shit, I go completely blank sometimes uh, on this podcast. <laughs> when I'm in the middle of talking to somebody, I was like, I just lost my train of thought. What was I saying? But I'm honest about it, right? So Kerry doesn't do this professionally. Yes, he's had to speak several times on a microphone over his career, but this is not what hockey players are known for. Some better than others, but for the most part, hockey players, professional athletes, this is not something that comes natural to them, speaking publicly. So first of all, whenever you put somebody up that is not used to speaking to a big crowd, doesn't matter how many times they did it before, but it's not somebody who does it professionally, there's a chance they're going to screw up. If there's a chance they're going to screw it up, you write it down. This is the fifth pick. If this player goes, this is the next pick. And you even write it phonetically if you have to. Shit, I've worked in this industry. I mean, I must have picked up, I was thinking about this the other day. I must have picked up a microphone in my life or had a microphone in front of me. So the amount of times I've sat down in front of a micro microphone, I don't know. It's got to be hundreds of thousands of times from live to broadcasting to commercial work, whatever. Okay. And I still sometimes will have little notes, especially when I go up in, in front of a crowd and I'll write the last name phonetically or the person's name, you know, I'll write it out because shit, I see so many names. I'm bound to screw one up. Okay. And, and this is what I do. I get, you know, I get paid to do this. Well, for most of my life, <laughs> but my point is that's what I'm getting at. It's like, so it's, it's hard. It's, it's a hard thing to do. What do you expect? And then, so Carrie messes it up. I felt horrible for him. Completely horrible. Bonsoir. Le Canadian de Montreal are proud to select David. We planned it that way. David Reinbacker. Reinbacher. I didn't catch the, the draft live, so when I watched it back, I thought, I thought there was a joke going on when I first posted it from the Spitting Chicklets podcast. I thought maybe there was a joke or something, and then I thought, no, this can't be a joke because it's, it's a serious moment. It's this kid's dream to get drafted. There's no way there. This was a mess up. He, he, he messed up, and he was first on Twitter to say it was embarrassing. But look, I say it's not Kerry's fault. Somebody, This is not what he does. Somebody messed it up. They should have known. Whoever works for marketing PR for the, for the Habs, 
They have to make sure, that is your job to make sure that the amateur, meaning carries, not a professional speaker, doesn't screw it up. Well, how do you make sure? You write it down. And I'm sure you would not have messed it up. So then the comments ensue and people are mean. And I, the stuff that I read is just like unbelievable. And people have no heart and they're critical. And it's like, you know, they could do any better. As I said, most people would die. They would shit their pants being in a crowd in front of a crowd like that. They have no idea. But of course, they're going to trash him. Because they're going to take shots at him. A lot of people stuck up for Kerry. That's why I'm sticking up for Kerry here. Look, at the end of the day, I've always liked the guy. And I, I think he's as genuine, as raw and raw as they come. He's just a regular guy. And you put the guy in that position and gave him a chance to screw up. I've always been of the school of thought and worked with many professionals in radio that said, if there's a chance it screws up, how can we make sure it does that we, we, you cover all the angles? That's what you do, right? If you, if you do things right, you cover all the angles. In case something goes wrong, here's what we need to do. Write it down for care. Who didn't think about this? This, this blows my mind. It's the Montreal Canadiens once again. Montreal Canadiens. Anyway, it's a little thing. It's not a big deal. Whoever blew it up, who gives a shit? It's not a big deal at all. People screw up every day. They mess up names. They freeze up, whatever they get. We're only human, and so is Carey Price, if you haven't figured it out yet. So in New York City, they're going after pizza, a proposal to slice emissions. See what I did there? From coal and wood-burning pizza ovens in the Big Apple by 75% is freaking a lot of pizza, pizza makers, pizza store owners, restaurants, freaking them out. This rule now will require pizzerias to evaluate whether they can install emission control devices for their kitchens and stoves. I believe these devices, these emission devices are like $20,000. And, and so they, they cost a lot of money, of course. In this article that I read, by the way, it said it costs a lot of dough. Yeah, this is journalism today. And, a f and by the way, the slice was from the... It wasn't my joke either. So two corny jokes from the article I read. And it may affect the, the flavor as well, they say, these devices. So people were protesting this, including uh, one gentleman, Scott uh, Lebedo, that I follow, who was yelling, give us pizza or give us death, and throwing pizza slices, which was painful, watching those pizza slices go over the fence at New York City Hall. You heard of the Boston Tea Party? This is the New York Pizza Party. Give us pizza or give us death. Give us pizza or give us death. As an, an Italian person, I'm offended. <laughs> you know when I said I'm not nothing, not too much offends me. This offends me. You you want to eliminate the, some of the best pizzas in the world? I know they did it back in Naples as well. They did something similar in Naples, and they. They drove Italians nuts there. So now they're going to New York, the, which I would say is uh, Naples has amazing. That's my favorite type of pizza, by the way. When I make pizza, including from the dough, Neapolitan style, the double zero flour, the whole thing, that's the way I like my pizza. You know, the device that I use, the oven that I use is a, I use propane, propane oven, right? And it makes pretty decent pizza. But I get it. And I get it. This is tradition. And when you look at Okay, the thing that drives me nuts, they're trying to cut, cut emissions and all that, but you're going after people making pizza. 
when in fact cold pizza ovens because i looked this up and you know i check my stats cold pizza ovens account for less than a percent less than one percent of greenhouse gas emissions worldwide what is causing more of those emission issues well the people that are the loudest screaming about it like a guy like the Prime Minister of Canada, for example, Justin Trudeau, with his 37 car motorcades and the flights he takes, uh, he's been on, what, 75 flights this year, Mr. Climate Change, all these progressive, horrible, pathetic, smug leaders around the world. I mean, you, you could go from New Zealand to Australia to, you name it, you name the country, all around the planet, United States, all the virtue signaling, all that, and you're going after pizza. You're going after pizza. When you break down the numbers, you compare the pizza stats to other things, other things like travel, and if you're comparing carbon footprints from one thing to another, pizza, pizza is the last thing. Pizza is the last thing they should be going after. There's so many other things. They should be doing before that. But we know, of course, that, and I'm not a climate denier, climate change denier, okay? All I'm saying is, yes, I'm sure the climate has changed from time to time. But again, what's the period of change? If you're looking at it over a 1,000 years, not much. 2,000 years, not much. 10, 15, 20 years. So if they're looking at the stats of modern pizza making till since 1950s or the 1940s, and you start comparing the stats. Once again, it's like the forest fires I mentioned the other day. Like you, you don't see, you look at the graph and it, it, it doesn't warrant what they're trying to do, trying to shut it down at all. It just doesn't, you don't see it. So the stats, I mean, if you looked at the stats and they were clearly, I mean, you could clearly see it, then you're like, all right, I get it. But no, you can't. It doesn't make any sense when you look at the statistics. And statistics is all we have. When you're looking at stats, if murder numbers are up or more people are dying of an illness or whatever the case is, and I'm not talking about faux illnesses, but they could always try to fudge the numbers. But they don't even, they don't even fudge the numbers. That's the thing. It's clear as day when you look at the stats. There's nothing going on. I tweeted just a few hours ago. Uh, CTV, by the way, CTV News has the most ridiculous tweets. And I tweeted this one. Basically, their tweet, CTV News this morning, smoke from Canada wildfires is increasing health risks in black and poor U.S. communities. This was their tweet. This is journalism 2023, folks. Let me read that again. A real tweet. Smoke from Canada wildfires is increasing health risks in black and poor U.S. communities. Of course, at the bottom I just wrote, of course, Canadian smoke is racist. So imagine... Imagine blaming Canada or the forest fires for being racist, right? And what, what, what are they doing? Are they only attacking? This is the thing that made me laugh. So the wind decided to blow into what? Just poor communities in the United States? So this is racism, of course. But, but this is the point that I, that I made at the beginning of the podcast today. It's like everything today, everything homophobic, Everything is racist. Everything is climate change. These people get up. They're victims. I mean, they're victims of nothing but victims of everything. You know what I'm saying? So when I tweeted this, people were actually DMing me and going, that cannot be a, a real tweet. And I sent it to them, and I go, go check. It's a real tweet. The CTV News interns, they've got to be tweeting again. But you know what? It's not the interns. I mean, that's an insult to all interns. 
these are the journalists and reporters, anyone who's left because they've cut so many jobs. This is the type of shit that they put out there. And people believe. The scary part is I was one of those people before. It's not It's not even that I believe this stuff. It's just that I worked in, in those buildings and some of those buildings across Canada. And I never, I don't know. I just always, I guess, assumed, you know what happens when you assume. I just always assumed that, oh, well, they must be telling the truth. These are journalists. They're, they're, these are good people. They're, and then, but the tweets and headlines weren't, back then, weren't this ridiculous. It almost seemed like it went from journalism to, to, to now it's like pure tabloid, right? It's, you know it's clickbait. You know that's what it is. They want to sell those impressions. They want to sell those clicks to their advertisers because nothing else makes sense. They can't possibly be putting out tweets like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can't possibly be putting out tweets like this and be serious, but they are. Smoke from Canada wildfires is increasing health risks in black and poor U.S. communities. Now, even if this were true, what about white communities? What about indigenous? What about all communities? So just the black and the poor. Okay. Insanity. And I wanted to um, wrap up this podcast on a funny note. And things that I've noticed lately, people that, that post things on Instagram, people that do. And now I've done some of these things, a couple of these things. But I realize that it becomes like almost like a trend. And then now I'm trying not to do any of this stuff because you always want to be unique. You always want to be creative. You always want to be different, right? But nothing is unique. Nothing is creative. Nothing is different. Everything is recycled. I learned that when I was working in radio. There was no new contests, no new ideas. It was They always took the best things that always worked and recycled them over and over and over again. Matter of fact, even in 2023, now, anything on, on radio that you still listen to is all things that were done in the 90s. All things that were done in the 90s that worked well, they're still doing. So the, it's kind of like the same thing on social media. So now I notice people post something, so whatever videos that they post, and then the song you hear is I don't even know who, who sings that. And and then, you know, in the past, maybe like a year ago, it was coming in hot, coming in hot, right? And then, of course, anytime they, they post anything with their pets and, and animals and something cute, it's do, a dooby dooby do, a dooby dooby do, do, do. So annoying, right? And then, of course, there's the funny shit, the real funny shit, but then some guy who started this trend, and now people just air it, and it's the Michael Jackson, you know, Billy Jean beat, and then you hear the, right? And so it took me a while to figure this out. I don't want to participate in this stuff anymore. I don't want to, I, and I, as I said, I've done it a couple of times when I, where I played a coming in hot or whatever, because it works, right, for whatever video you're doing. But then now I realize it. It's the same type of video people put out with the same type of soundtrack or music and all that. And it's like, do something original. So what I've always tried to do on my stories is put a song that has some meaning, a good song that has some meaning behind the Instagram post, for example, correlates with the Instagram post that I posted. So I, I think that's 
more creative doing something different. But when it's something that everybody does, and, and as I already mentioned, I think, about 10, 20, 30 podcasts ago, then there's the split screen where somebody's saying something and the person literally does nothing and they just like agree with it and make facial expressions like, yeah, exactly. And they start pointing and all that, right? Because they can't come up with those ideas or that content. So they're just going to do the split screen and hope that when they share it, it gets tons of views. And, and, and by the way, there are people just doing that, doing the split screen. They do nothing and they're, they're making money, tons of money by, by getting all these views. And it's just unbelievable. Let's stop Let's stop it altogether. If a song is way too popular and lose a, used a certain way, let's come up with another creative means of putting up that post and do something completely different. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Episode 121 has come and gone. Reach me anytime at Freeway Frank. DM on Instagram. Easiest way to get in touch for whatever reason. Or if you want to say hi or make a comment about any of the podcast content. Review or comment on Apple Five Star on Spotify. I mentioned uh, recently, yeah, you could even, you know, if you don't want to give it five stars, you could give it less, and somebody did, and uh, went out of their way to, to mention how negative my podcast is. But see, the funny thing is, is it's not radio, it's not TV. To come and find my podcast, to say something critical, think about that. Okay, what kind of a person you have to be? <laughs> because it's like you got you got to go out of your way to stream, download, you know, to go on your device. It's not like you're just in the car and some asshole is on the radio saying something that you don't like, and they're public airwaves. And no, no, you got to go out of your way to then then send a message to me, a very mean message, right? But I leave it up. That's who I am. I even got three stars from that that person who was criticizing me. So, but you're a loser. Hope you have a great long. Canada Day weekend. Fly the flag high and proud. There's nothing wrong with the Canadian flag. Nothing wrong with Canada. The only thing wrong with this place is the people running it. But we have some of the best people in the world living here. Uh, a bunch of people that have lost their minds, but for the most part, serious, some clear thinking people living in this country. Hey, it's Freeway Frank. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace.